Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined Podcast. I am Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services, and I am discussing decolonizing from religious thought in this episode. So this is a really loaded topic because there's just so many layers to it. We're talking about changing an individual's mindset. We're talking about a journey. It's more than just pieces of a puzzle but it is a huge puzzle that has to be fit together over time in different layers and different capacities mindset coaching is a vital part of my practice because i often help individuals with overcoming limiting beliefs and also challenging them to develop new belief systems in different ways so everybody is different and this process can be very much so different for individuals depending on their stage and their phase in life and other factors that help shape their belief systems. Decolonization is all about mindset. So before I even jump into how to deconstruct um, religious thoughts that are based on colonial thinking, let me first even describe what I mean by decolonization. What is that process all about? So much of the world has been indoctrinated to the Eurocentric way of being, doing, and thinking. Most people have a preference for Eurocentric culture. That's just the way it is all around the world. This is not special to the U.S. or westernized cultures. This ideology even sits on the landmass of Africa and in many African diasporic nations throughout the world. It's sad but very true that many people of African descent consider white skin color, white hair texture, white educational systems, etc., etc., to be superior to those of their native culture and their people groups. Even the language, more people of African descent or non-white descent prefer to speak English or languages that are derived from European cultures like French. You will find on the African continent in school systems that vernacular languages are prohibited in many instances in favor of Eurocentric languages like English and French as I just mentioned. There are so many dynamics and layers to colonized ways of thinking that I could literally go on and on and on about so many different examples of where we see this mindset existing in so many different areas of the world, especially among black or African derived people groups. So the topic of the conversation is about letting those ways of thinking go in terms of religious or spiritual thought patterns, right? But again, this is a layered topic. It is not just about going directly into that religious pattern of thinking because there are other things that we have to get at first before we can even tackle the religious superiority that people of African descent deal with throughout the world. So we have to first let go of the notion that everything Eurocentric is right or better than anything else on the earth. Thereafter, we also have to eliminate the mindset that we are an inferior people group in any way, in any regard, because we are not. So how do we get from point A 
to Z in this dynamic. I suggest that we first have to start by embracing our full selves. This is before we even again get to the spiritual dynamics. We first have to embrace who we are and who we were born to be instead of us trying to be someone else. This starts in a different place for different people. For one person, it could look like you're going directly and tackling the spiritual aspects of your thinking when it comes to colonization. Though this probably won't be typical for the average person because you have to deconstruct so many other thought patterns that has led up to this spiritual or religious superiority type of thinking. Believe it or not, starting with natural health dynamics, right? Cleansing your system out because a lot of the foods and the chemicals and toxins that are in pretty much everything that our body consumes, be it food, water, lotion, or you know, moisturizers on our body, even air, etc. Those things are toxic, which contributes to toxic ways of thinking. I'm not just talking about toxic ways of thinking in just in the form of negative thought patterns, though that does absolutely occur. But likewise, in the mentality that you are inferior to anyone else, and that's even inclusive of white people. Anybody who sees themselves inferior to another group of people or another individual is dealing with toxic thinking. And I would encourage anybody in that level or way of thinking to overcome that by starting with their health, cleansing out their system. Because if your system is strong and clean and not polluted, there's no way that you can maintain those types of negative thought patterns. You will see yourself in the fullness of who you are because therein you will be connected with nature. Again, this is a process in, in a drink all in and of itself. It's not easy necessarily for the average person to do, but it is often a necessary step for us to overcome toxic thought patterns. In which case, you should start with cleaning up your liberty, what you eat, what you drink. Um, if that looks like going into vegetarianism or veganism for you, then that's what that can look like. I don't necessarily suggest that way of life for everyone. It's a great way of being. It's a great way to cleanse yourself. But I personally don't believe that it is necessary the way every single one of us should eat because if we go back to the motherland and look at the foods that we eat or we ate there, we absolutely consumed animals. We didn't consume them in mass as we do in the Western world. So usually consuming animals in those instances were for special occasions or big events or definitely in a spaced mode. Say maybe once a week or once a month, usually even once a week, but maybe once a month or something like that. It was not an everyday thing prior to colonization and slavery and all of the things that we deal with nowadays. Even on the continent right now, the average person or the average family does not consume meat products every single day with every single meal. That is unheard of for the average person. Instead, they do consume a lot of natural foods. And even in a case where they consume meats, most individuals live very, very manual lifestyles. They don't 
live in this electronic type of conditioning where they don't get physical activity. So even when they consume these, those, uh, the animal flesh leaves their bodies fairly quickly because of the physical activity that they are involved in. Now, I'm not going to make this conversation full on about natural health because you can find out how to live more naturally in different regards. However, I am suggesting here that embracing a natural liberty is paramount to you understanding who you are as a people group and understanding that you are not inferior to someone else and that your way of living and being holistically is not inferior to anyone and especially your spiritual self your spiritual way of being is not inferior to anybody else's along with embracing natural health is also embracing your natural self so that would be like your hair your hair not putting chemicals and other things in your hair or even other people's hair in your hair even if you're you're quote unquote natural and you're not using chemicals um to straighten your hair etc etc those things are very important likewise because when you embrace that dynamic and you start putting poisons directly on your head where you can easily encounter negative poisonous thinking because you're putting the poison right there on your head when you start to embrace things like that you are naturally going to begin to transition into a more holistic way of thinking and embrace yourself there's not even a whole lot you have to do in order to make such a transition once you start to embrace your natural self that means interacting with higher quality foods and also environments wherever that can take place but likewise embracing your natural being that means your hair for both males and females right we typically think about this more so for females but i'm talking to males as well because our males have gotten used to cutting their hair and cutting your hair takes away part of your life force when your hair is longer especially in a condition where it's locked or even if it's just flowing natural in an afro style you are more connected with the universe because your hair serves as an antenna in which case you can connect with the dynamics of the universe on a whole nother layer i used to wear locks of done locks about three times and every single time as my locks get longer my intuition gets stronger naturally because those antennas are connecting with universal energies right this happens to pretty much anybody who wears locks whether they're doing it just for a style or a trend or they are doing it to embrace their natural self i've heard many lock wearers say the same thing most of the time people who embrace that journey whether it is for their health or if they're doing it because they are becoming more afrocentric or african-centered in their way of thinking and being oftentimes they just start to go down that path and that was actually the journey for me I embraced my natural hair because I was embracing natural health at the time. I started to learn about all of the toxins and the chemicals in our environment that we were dealing with in my mid-20s, in which case 
I've started to want to live healthier and better for myself and for my children. And at that time, I like did a big chop, cut off all of my hair. It was permed at the time. And I just went from there. My journey literally just started off with natural hair. It wasn't about being Afrocentric, et cetera, et cetera. But embracing a natural way of life caused me to then start to think in a whole different way about myself and who I am. In which case, I started to travel down the road of being more Afrocentric and pulling away from the European dynamics that had been forced on me and my people, you know, years ago during the slavery periods, during the colonization periods, etc., etc. This will also lead to the dynamic of you more holistically embracing your skin color, seeing, truly seeing that black is beautiful. And I'm not saying this from a cliche perspective, just saying that everybody of dark skin hue is absolutely beautiful. I personally don't think that way, right? I see people in their own right. I see people of all different types of races and nationalities as being beautiful to me from an aesthetic perspective. That being said, that absolutely includes darker people. To be honest with you, I have a preference more so for darker skin people. I, I love darker skin, but I also see people of European descent who are beautiful to me. So I'm not saying it's only black is beautiful, that only black is beautiful. However, I am saying that black is beautiful in its own right. And we have to move away from that dynamic of trying to even change our skin color just because it does not fit the societal standard of what has been deemed as beautiful, in which case that would be, you know, Eurocentric looking, much lighter skin, etc. These dynamics are unfortunately so embedded in most people that they don't even recognize that they see things this way. But again, when you start to embrace a more holistic, healthy way of life, your mind, your spirit will naturally just turn on to these types of dynamics and you will begin to see life for what it truly is. This also includes embracing nature and connecting to nature on a higher level because nature is absolutely a part of us. Natural elements live within our bodies and we are connected to nature as it exists in the external environment as well. That being said, nature is a huge part of indigenous and traditional practices. It's all about moving back towards that dynamic. So that is definitely one place that I often suggest people start. It's just really spending time in nature without necessarily having a specific purpose or agenda for doing so, but just getting out and getting more connected to the natural environment, in which case nature will begin to speak to you and tell you those hidden mysteries and those unknown truths about who you are and who your people groups are and the reality of the universe. This is one of the reasons why when you see religious groups that are more connected to nature, they tend to be more connected to themselves and have less of that Eurocentric mindset. Groups, for instance, like the Rastafarians, even though that particular system is actually derived from Christianity as we know it and likewise we know that Christianity came out of Africa. However, Rastafarianism is derived directly from the 
Christian belief systems that were established in Western culture. In which case, Rasta started to move back towards nature and embrace a holistic liberty. Many of them are vegetarians or vegans and things of that nature. And they commune with the external world more so than living in these contrived environments where they're always focused on electronics and the synthetic environment that we find ourselves in. You will see that many Rastaforians absolutely embrace their natural selves, lots of course, but even beyond that, that whole inferiority mindset is not as prevalent within that spiritual group, which is very important. That's an important dynamic for us to look at as an example of completely natural example of how people of black descent were able to connect back to themselves and not have that really Eurocentric focused mindset and belief system in the same way through their connection with the natural world. And we also, of course, see examples of that all throughout the continent where those traditional and indigenous belief systems are more prevalent. Likewise, in those regions and among Rastafarians, you'll tend to find people less engaged with media in the same way, which is a major catalyst for colonized way of thinking, right? So we're seeing the imagery all the times of Eurocentrics being put in the forefront and the center and being made to be that ideal of what everybody should aspire to. Well, if you're living out in nature and you're not connected and tuned in to these sources of media, then that mindset can't easily creep in. Now, of course, most of us had zero choice in the matter because of the way the world developed through the processes of slavery and colonization. So I'm just giving an example of how these dynamics can be changed when we do embrace a more holistic, natural way of living and we start to commune with nature and we disconnect from all of the media, which is another huge important component of decolonizing yourself from religious thought. So my main point in this first part of the episode is for you to first embrace your natural self, embrace nature, health, who you are, because that part is absolutely critical in you moving toward a more decolonized mindset when it comes to your religious thoughts and belief system. Because as I said from the beginning, we're not going to start in that space for the most part. We first have to peel this onion back layer by layer before we can get to the core of things. With that being said, I'm going to take a quick break here. And when I come back, I am going to explore this topic in more depth. Now, I just discussed how important getting back to your natural self and nature are in the dynamic of decolonizing from religious thought or decolonizing from any thoughts in general when it comes to having a preference for Eurocentric ways of being. Those components are very, very important. Connecting back to self and connecting with your natural environment because therein we remove ourselves from the dynamic of being so bombarded by media, 
and imagery that is constantly reinforcing this ideology that white is right or white is better, etc., etc. Another dynamic of this is also knowing yourself in more depth. Nature has many lessons to teach in that regard, and a lot of information will just come to you through spirit. However, there are also some things that you can do in the physical to ascertain the knowledge that you need in order to advance yourself beyond the belief system that everything related to your people or your culture is inferior, is bad, is demonic, is wrong, etc. So part of this will come through you actually doing research, studying African people groups around the world. It's probably better if you start with your own people group dynamics. However, if you can't find a whole lot of literature or information related to that, you may need to go into other areas. But truly understanding the people that you came from beyond the notion that your people were colonized or enslaved by another people group, but understanding that you came from a society of people who had built and structured their world in very advanced ways before Europeans were even a thought in African societies or among African people groups who were spread throughout the world before the Europeans even came to different parts of the earth. For me, that knowledge came when I studied the Hebrew Israelite movement. I never personally joined a camp, so to speak. However, I was heavily into the doctrine. I studied it and I learned so much during that process that was very critical to my decolonization from religious thought. Prior to that, I had gone through that process of just becoming natural, as I mentioned before, and embracing nature and who I was. That was critical to me even coming to this space where I could embrace the spiritual aspects of who I am and my people and who they are, etc. That being said, a lot of my research about even African people groups absolutely came through the spiritual context, in which case, I started to learn about our heritage. Even backing up from there, before I even got into the Hebrew Israelite movement, what led me down that path, I was actually a Christian, what I considered to be a full-blown Christian, living the life, doing the thing. And I remember one day, my family and I were coming home from a trip, and we stopped at this bookstore in Florida. We were coming back up to um, Georgia, and we stopped at a bookstore in Florida, a Christian bookstore, in which case we were just kind of browsing around. I think they were having a sale or something. That's what attracted our attention. Now I know it was spirit, but at that time, you know, it was some kind of bookstore sale and we were just interested in stopping, in which case we did. And I was browsing around. I found this Bible that talked about how the original people of the Bible were actually black people. And that intrigued me to the point where I actually purchased this book and took it home. I don't think I dug into it right away, but eventually I did. And I just started thinking, wow, this, this information is very, very interesting. And I think I probably had heard it somewhere in passing, but just never really paid a whole lot of attention to it. I, I definitely, you know, watched some episodes or whatever good times back in the day, the episode when, um, JJ painted the image of a 
black Jesus, so to speak. And, you know, there were other references in television or what have you. So the entire concept was not brand new to me, but it was the first time that I was exploring it in this way and in this much depth. In which case, I started to read and study more. I was reading that Bible, but then I also started to do external research to understand you know, what was going on. I would read some of the references that the author outlined, etc., etc., And that actually kind of led me on a course of Hebrew Israelite studies in and of itself, because the more I researched, you know, black people are the original people of the Bible, more and more the, the Hebrew Israelite context would come up and it was at that point that i started to listen to more of the hebrew hebrew israelites speak about different topics i would read different books that were recommended through different camps or whatnot and i was like wow i was was all inspired to realize that my people groups were the original people of the bible and i embraced that notion full on Thereafter, I had the fortuitous opportunity to travel to Africa, to live in Africa. My first visit to Africa was actually me going there to move. It wasn't just a visit and coming back to the U.S. In which case, I explored that dynamic in more depth. I wasn't even going to Africa on this Afrocentric tip at that time because during that time, I still very much so considered myself to be like a Hebrew Israelite. I won't even say a Christian. I was a Hebrew Israelite. And in which case, most Hebrew Israelites don't embrace Afrocentric thought patterns in the same way as somebody who would probably consider themselves to be a black nationalist or pro-black or whatever terminology that is being used to describe someone who embraces a more African-centered approach to life in today's world. That being said, that journey was so instrumental and key to my knowledge of self and journeying into the understanding that we were the original people groups all over the world, not even just in Africa, but even in the Americas. And thereafter, I was able to travel to the middle. I lived in the Middle East, actually, and traveled to other places in the world and just got so much exposure, realizing that our people were spread all over the world. And we were there before this notion of colonization and slavery. And definitely we were spread in those areas during those periods as well. But our people are the original people all over the earth so that being said my point here is for you to do that deep level research and understanding who the people are around the world another very important part of this in understanding who you are is to understand the power that you have within you the power through melanin which makes your skin darker hue. You need to understand just how important melanin is and why we have been made to feel inferior because we have this substance at higher degrees than other people groups, which actually makes us more connected to nature, connected to the spiritual forces. And other people groups did not like that. You could say they were jealous, whatever terminology you want to use for, in which case, They tried to make us inferior because prior to the whitewashing of the world, black people groups in Africa and other places in which they had been dispersed um, through their own travels 
did not see white as being right or superior. In fact, many people were were afraid of white people when they start to navigate around the world because they didn't understand who they were. And being white was not something to be adored and looked at as superior. Instead, people were perfectly satisfied with who they were. And it wasn't all of these different dynamics that we see nowadays with this racial superiority complex that our people groups deal with, unfortunately. But our melanin has served a very important purpose from the beginning of time. Obviously, it protects us from the sun and it helps us to connect with the sun on a much higher level, giving us higher level of spiritual knowledge and awareness and and likewise just common knowledge and awareness as well. Likewise, our hair texture is the way it was because it protects us likewise in very hot climates and things like that. Every part of our body, even the structure of our noses and faces, etc., etc., are that way for a particular reason. Unfortunately, black people have come to loathe who they are because they've been told that the way you look is not attractive, it's not beautiful because it doesn't look like what the Eurocentric individual looks like. In which case, you know, there's been an all out campaign among black people to destroy who they are. You have black people bleaching themselves all over the world happens in Africa, happens in the Caribbean islands, obviously it happens here in America too. I'm pointing out those locations to let you know that that exists in case you don't have knowledge of the continent and you're kind of thinking about Africa as being this, you know, very Afrocentric place. Unfortunately, many parts of Africa are not. There's a lot of mind shift sets that need to go on right there on the continent, just like in other places of the world as well. You have African people who do not embrace their natural selves. I lived in Africa, as I've said many times, and I saw so many women, you know, wearing weaves or perming their hair. And wow, it was, the skin whitening creams were so rampant. You could go even in like a local corner store and see skin whitening creams lining the shelves and women using these things destroying their beautiful skin likewise destroying their health because they were utilizing these things that is unfortunately a huge practice especially in nations that endure extreme poverty to think that people would you know go out and spend their money on such things to literally kill themselves to destroy themselves yet they don't have money for some of their basic needs but unfortunately they do this women in particular would do it to attract men so that they can live a better life because you know the men prefer the lighter skinned women but men likewise do it it's very rampant among um men in african nations as well so it's not just women unfortunately there's a trend toward this thing so understanding who you are your makeup and why you were made that way is vital to getting over that hump of colonization when it comes to your religious thought okay that is important because your melanin plays a huge role in your spiritual self and your spiritual well-being and your spiritual connectedness to the spiritual forces that are all around you when you destroy that part of yourself you are literally destroying part of your spiritual heritage and part of your spiritual self as well and that is not 
a good idea because it's not going to help you draw closer to the things that you need to draw closer to in order to live a destiny driven life um melanin i i could go on and on and on about this particular substance in our body for days it's very instrumental in our pineal gland this is one of the reasons why again we are so connected to nature and we have spiritual knowledge and we are so highly intuitive as beings because of that particular element that exists in higher quantities in our bodies. Another way that you can gain better knowledge of yourself is by traveling, particularly to the African continent. When you go to the continent, you begin to understand dynamics in a whole nother way. And it's not even all about you just talking to people or reading things while you're there or seeing things while you're there. Again, that intuitive know-how will just come through. I remember when I first got off the plane during my first trip to Africa and all of a sudden I just felt like I was at home. My ancestral spirit started to talk to me and show me so many different things during my entire stay in Africa to be exact. So this wasn't even something that I was into. I wasn't into African spirituality at that time, but spirit just spoke to me so deeply. And I just remember my intuition turning on to such a high degree when I lived in West Africa. It was phenomenal. I used to have visions and see things before it would happen. I would just be at home some days and I would see a vision of something that was going to happen later on in my day. Of course, I didn't know it was a vision at the time. I would just see somebody or see, see something. And then maybe later on that day, I would go out to the store or something. And then I would see that same individual, somebody that I didn't even know in my vision. And I just remember being so in tune with my intuition. That's one of the reasons why I just always love my journey to Africa. I've thought about going back to Africa so many times because of my experiences there. I absolutely love the continent. It's nuanced. So I'm not going to just jump on that topic and say, hey, go move to Africa. I don't recommend that for anybody. Matter of fact, later on in this season, I'm planning to do an episode about African spirituality and African repatriation because again that's a complex topic that I'm not just going to throw out and say go and live in Africa but I am suggesting that you travel to the continent if you have the opportunity to do, do so. Stay as long as you possibly can during your journey. If that's only two weeks, that's perfectly fine. But if that's a month or two or three months, that's even better. If you can stay there, that's great as well. You don't have to, your stay doesn't have to even be planned to be permanent. You could just maybe plan to stay for six months to a year, even longer than that. Or you can also plan to be there permanently and you know your plans can obviously change. It does quite often for so many different reasons. That being said, if you can journey to the continent, you will intuitively pick up so many different things. Likewise, you can see things with your own eyes. You don't have to see the imagery of Africa that has been painted for you through European eyes. That's another thing about media and social imagery, as I mentioned before. Understanding the dynamics that all of Africa does not look like those images, especially that we saw in you know the 80s and the 90s, that time frame where 
there was an all-out campaign to destroy African people groups and on a whole nother level. It's a little bit different in today's world just because people have access to the internet and they can see things for themselves and they also have higher access to be able to travel. And a lot more of our people are traveling to the continent and exploring Africa in a whole different way and showing Africa in a way that it truly is in its, in its true light and structure, which is very important to the dynamic. So definitely shout out to all of those people who are doing that level of work because that is critical for people of African descent to move away from this colonial way of thinking that has been shaped by the media and other non-African systems, so to speak. So if you've been traveled there, good for you best opportunity you can possibly have to really see Africa for what it truly is. I'm going to take another quick break right now and when I return I am going to dig a whole lot deeper into decolonizing from religious thought where I will explore some of the dynamics of our spiritual systems and how they have been reshaped to look like something else in which case we need to change those dynamics in order for us to come back to our traditions in the full scope of what they are and what they were meant to be. Ancestor veneration is central to many traditional spiritual practices around the world. It's a way to honor and remember those who came before us. It's also a way to connect with our ancestors and learn from them. In my book, I reveal the intricacies of these rituals, as well as their historical context and how you can benefit from them in your daily life. So get your copy of Connecting with Your Ancestors, a practical guide for living a destiny-driven life now at Amazon.com. In this last segment of the episode, I am going to explore more of the African traditional religion aspects of decolonization, getting back to our core roots in regards to our spiritual systems and how we can reshape that dynamic. So I've talked about ways in which we can and should begin the decolonization process because as I said before, this is a layered or a tiered approach that we need to take. It is not something that will happen overnight. It is an ongoing process. It'll probably actually continue throughout your lifespan if you've been subjected to a colonized way of thinking to a high degree because it's something that you will always have to combat when you live in a modernized world because you will continually be bombarded with this notion that white is right and everything white is superior as long as we live in the world as it is today so once you've taken the steps to start coming back to your native or your natural self and you begin to take a peek into your spiritual systems and you're trying to you know maybe overcome this belief that your systems are demonic or inferior in whatever way to other spiritual systems one thing that you need to understand is that pretty much all spiritual systems are derived from african traditional religion okay honestly i think it's all I don't like to give this broad brush whenever I say anything just because I personally don't have experience with everything. But many of the systems that we interact with in today's world 
all of the Abrahamic system, but belief systems absolutely came from African traditional belief systems. Okay. Also, the other indigenous and spiritual practices around the world because they came from African people groups and they're pretty much foundationally the same, as I say all the time anyway. So we're talking about nature-based systems. It's just the way that different people groups interact with them as far as you know what nomenclature we use to describe this system versus that system. There are some cultural things that are integrated into each system's practice, which makes them a little bit different in other systems however the foundation is there when it comes to abrahamic traditions which are you know basically that colonized way of religious thinking that so many of us adhere to in today's world what you have to understand is those dynamics were absolutely taken from african spiritual systems herein comes doing the research and understanding for yourself what went on during those times and how we came to this belief in you know a savior a father a holy spirit and then even in some instances we have mary's presence there as in catholicism etc all of these dynamics came from the ancient comedic belief systems i.e what we call egypt today all of the, that knowledge even in a lot of the ethiopian or nubian systems that are present in the world came out of these systems it's just that they were reshaped and resold to us as something different and obviously repackaged into something that is whitewashed now completely whitewashed you know you say jesus or any um of the names aiso what have you that have been come to be associated with this character and people most often think of a white image a very very anglo-saxon image of this character however that just could not have been if you go to the regions of the world in which this individual was said to have grown up in and lived in there's no way that that could have happened without the modern day advent of air conditioner and these types of buildings and so forth that a person of pure white skin could have existed in that region of the world because it's very very hot and white people burn when they're exposed to the sun for really short periods of time i was gonna say prolonged but in my opinion it's short periods of time because it's two or three hours and they're burning their their skin is is coming off of their bodies because they can't take that again because of that melanin dynamic so we're talking about somebody years ago without air conditioner walking around in the hot heat the desert all day they would have had to had a protective layer to their skin like melanin whether you want to say that person looked olive skin complected like most people think the original middle easterners look like today which they don't either because the original middle easterners were a dark skinned people very black people if you go into those parts of the world and you really study and learn from the people you will realize that the original people were dark people they are not like the people groups that we consider to be middle eastern today either but that's another topic that i want to i do not want to get into in this particular episode going back to what i was saying is the root of all abrahamic religious systems is atr we've been sold something completely different and we're calling on a different name and different energies which does impact us energetically and spiritually to a high extent 
so it is not something that is necessarily good for us even though christianity can and does work for us to a certain degree but it also works against us when we're not connected to our original deities but beyond even the the gods and goddesses that are prevalent in christianity as far as the jesus character goes this holy spirit the, the father as in what you would consider the almighty mary as i mentioned before being equivalent to the egyptian gods and goddesses there are also so many other elements of atr that are present in christianity like we have the ten commandments and even a lot of the other levitical laws and things like that came from the laws of my eye and other native african spiritual systems that we some people don't even know about today you haven't heard about but all of those things came from our traditions they are not unique to the bible or what we consider to be christian belief systems in today's world they were derived from atr as many other aspects of christianity was likewise the notion of animal sacrifice so this is not something that people really think about much today but if you go back into the old testament and read through the levitical laws about how sacrifices were to be performed what animals were to be used in specific sacrifices you see that through and through atr in today's world and animal sacrifice was absolutely pre prevalent and present in the old testament belief system okay so obviously it was something that was okay at one point in time if the creator ordained this to be even muslims still do sacrifices they don't do sacrifices as frequently as um atr belief systems however they do an annual sacrifice likewise you see sacrifices being performed in judaism these are things that are very much so shunned in african belief systems unfortunately we're, they're demonizing we're told that they're wrong and they're bad and we shouldn't be doing etc etc however sacrifices clearly animal sacrifices is clearly outlined in biblical text as something that the priest should should be doing it's something that they were ordained to do on a frequent basis and if you were to go and look at what people do in african spiritual systems today you know particularly in areas like nigeria even ghana i talk about nigeria a lot just because i practice the fly but honestly it's all over the continent where people still participate in animal sacrifice and it is very much so akin to the way it was described in biblical text and many people who practice indigenous belief systems on the continent from generation to generation have zero exposure to christianity they don't even know that those things exist in biblical texts because they have not been exposed to it. they've been trained in their own way of doing things since birth they don't go and visit churches they don't pick up a bible and read it because it's inconsequential to them in which case they're still doing the things that are outlined in biblical texts why because the biblical descriptions came after our native traditions were already in place it's just that somebody came through and said what you're doing is wrong it's bad it's demonic you need to stop doing it because what we do or what we say you should do is better for you however these same people never gave a care about your well-being 
otherwise so why do you think that they should care about your well-being in relation to your spirituality why would they even give you a form of spirituality that would liberate you from their clutch or their grasp so that in you could be free and independent and self-sufficient it doesn't make a whole lot of sense so instead what has been done through christianity and other religious systems as well is that our belief systems have been taken and misconstrued and some of the more important dynamics in our traditions have been taken away from us and we think that they are now demonic and we have become so estranged from these particular systems in which case we have separated ourselves from our power there are so many other dynamics that are part of the um, Christian belief systems and other belief systems that are based on the Abrahamic systems that came out of ATR. You know, there are so many rituals that we see being performed, especially like the Exodus process, whereby they would have to do certain things and line up the rocks in certain ways and even creating things like gemstones, etc., etc. Even Moses himself was a magician of sorts. So we see the dynamics of African spiritism through and throughout the Bible, to be honest with you. If you really read it in context and not based on somebody else's interpretation of it, you will begin to see that element or those elements present within the um, Christian systems or the biblical system. Islam is actually more closely linked to ATR than is Christianity. However, I talk about Christianity most often because that's the dynamic that I came from. And I know a whole lot about the Christian belief system, very familiar with the Bible and things like that. So, you know, even with that being said, I feel like the Bible is a historical record, pretty much like journals from our people groups that were again taken and misconstrued and, and sold to us is something than what they originally were. Especially if those documents came out of that Middle Eastern area, they had to have come from people groups who were black because that's what the people groups looked like that inhabited those lands years ago. Okay, so those are some dynamics that I feel like will help you if you understand the origin of these systems and then you can relate them to what they truly are, where they truly came from. And that can help you decolonize from religious thought thinking that, you know, the system that you're dealing with is superior. A derivative of something is only a portion of its original source, in which case Christianity, Islam, Judaism and other forms of Abrahamic belief systems are likewise the same. Even a lot of the indigenous practices, as I mentioned several times in um, different podcast episodes, because those indigenous practices came from dispersed groups of African people all throughout the world. So a lot of them don't have the complete original form of their spirituality as they did when they resided on the continent, particularly those who were separated from the continent through the processes of slavery, colonization, things of that nature. Okay. Another dynamic that is involved in this process is also removing those whitewashed 
images from our view. And this includes imagery that is present in African spiritual systems because that dynamic is present. Unfortunately, through the process of colonization slavery, especially in the Americas, we saw where our ancestors had to use white imagery to represent their own Lua, their own deities, in which case we still see that heavily perpetuated throughout African spiritual systems within the diaspora today. And that can also cloud your imagery of who you are, even if you're practicing within an ATR. Because if you are practicing within any system where your God does not look like you, and goddesses, I should say, does not look like you, you are automatically going to be made to feel inferior. Even if you are practicing something that you know was derived from your own people groups, your, your direct ancestors and lineage or whatnot, if you're constantly seeing that represented as something other than it is, you come to think about somebody else or another people group being superior to you and so therein you will still maintain that colonized way of thinking even if you may be practicing voodoo but you're using a white image of mary or lazarus or some of the other biblical characters or saints to represent your deities you will still have that same mental connection to be to something that does not look like you being above you or superior to you in which case those types of images need to need to be removed just like the images of christ being white and other types of imagery that we see in christianity etc even though i've talked about a lot in this episode this is still very foundational things that you need to do and it will take a lot for somebody who came from a religious type of background like christianity islam what have you to truly get there even a hebrew israelite dynamic it will take a lot for you to get there when it comes to colonial belief systems that are embedded in our religious and spiritual practices throughout the earth so we just stretched the surface here and this is a continuing ongoing dialogue and process that we need to think about in many different contexts at the end of the day you're going to have to do what feels right for you and what gets you to that point. The information that I outlined in this episode is by no means a process or a tiered or stepped approach. Everybody will come to this dynamic in their own way and in their own time. They may take this approach just the way I laid it out. However, many people will go through different directions and different paths and that's perfectly normal, acceptable, and okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and conclude this message right here. I say guys, please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.